Oh All man, right. now, now that we're recording, I don't have anything to say. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what usually happens, you know, like in the heap of the moment before we start talking, we were just figuring back and forth and stuff. And then then uh, everything starts going off and we're just like, oh, good. What, what, what we got going on over here? Uh, so, I mean, there's a couple of things we start off. Let's start off with uh, Gummy Gang and uh, GTT. Maybe we can start off like what we can do with GTT. Yeah, we might as well, because we haven't actually talked about GTT much, have we? Uh, we might, no. as, well, we might no. as well just start off with, with that and just see where it goes from, from there. There was one there was one other thing. I was trying to find an article about it, but um, there was one... Oh, I'm not going to find it in time. It's you can right. find it in time, Kerwin. You can find it in time! <laughs> So while you're looking for that, I can go ahead and say a couple of things about uh, GTT. So for those who don't not know what GTT is, it's got oh, tree tokens. We might as well start it? off. We might as well just start with a uh, like the standard intro and stuff. Oh, okay. All right, let's do this. Um, hey guys, my name is uh, Richard. I'm part of the Fat Lou DeFi team, working on special projects, and I'm happy to be oh. here today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like an intro to the podcast, not us. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, and then we'll just start. Yeah. We'll start He's got there. a whole thing. Yeah. Got a whole thing okay. okay, great. Hey guys, uh, so today's uh, the third podcast we got going on. So we're going to be talking about a couple of things. We got the GCT, executive order, um, BASE, KYC, super invasion, and centralized um, topics. Nice. Hey, everyone. Um, yeah, GTT, why don't you, why don't we give the audience, a, I mean, I'm sure if you're part of the Discord or you're part of our you follow our Twitter, our socials. You'll um you'll be already up to date, and maybe you've already claimed some GTT. But um, for those that I guess don't know about GTT, do you want to give them a, a little intro, Richard, of what GTT is and how the people can get GTT and everything that's going on with it? Sure, sure thing. Uh, so GTT is Guppy Tree Token. So every week, your Guppy Gang NFT will go ahead and accumulate these Guppy Tree Tokens uh so you can let it sit and accumulate over time so you don't have to get it every single weekend but instead you just let it build up over time uh so gtt is on the polygon network and although we know that guppy gain nft is on the ethereum blockchain it's still uh gradually uh receiving gtt through the polygon network uh so every week on sunday at 11 59 p.m whatever time zone is for you guys every week you can go ahead and pull that out um and every week it's going to be eight GTT per guppy. So if you have eight guppies, you're getting eight times eight. That's sixty-four GTT every week. Um, I, I would so be lying if GTT. I said I wasn't jealous of those with two hundred guppies getting, you know, sixteen hundred GTT a week. But whatever. Well, I mean, they're they're, they're cool enough to go ahead and uh, you know throw that into like the tip bot and start kind of like uh, tipping out some some stuff to the community you know we got like trivia night and stuff like that or people just want to throw in some gtt in there just for people who are uh going ahead and being very you know present in our discord and just uh kind of like uh showing off how much they appreciate the project and love the project then there's several different ways you can i mean one of the best ways you can possibly do this to get some gtt is uh we do like two three twitter raids a day during the week um, and if you were to go ahead and take a screenshot of your Twitter raid and put it into the screenshot channel, I will go ahead and tip you 0.05 GTT every time you go ahead and put the link on there with all the hashtags. So there's that's just one of the ways, one of the many ways you can go ahead and accumulate GTT. Oh, man, I better start doing that then. <laughs> I'm going to start screenshotting and jumping on these right <laughs> Well, this is why I think it's important and it gives people an initiative to go ahead. Like, you know, it's funny because, like, you, I mean, for those who just want to have GTC just to have it, that's cool. But you get more benefits just by having a Guppy Gain NFT because you're going to be accumulating those every week. Unless you wouldn't mind going ahead and doing these Twitter raids every week, um, which would be highly appreciated, of course. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's... Uh, sorry, different. No, no, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's pretty cool that we can... Um, people can have it in their Ethereum wallets as well um, and then claim the the GTT over on Poly so they don't need to move anything around or um, 
don't need to change anything, which is quite nice. Makes it a, lot, a whole lot easier for our community and, and our holders to be able to do that. Yeah. The best part is too, is that like it costs little to nothing to acquire these GTTs, like literally not even a penny just to go ahead and do this transaction. So that's a really great thing about Polygon too. Even, um, even the creators of Polygon were always saying, you know, it doesn't matter how mainstream Polygon does get, you know, like they're going to keep the gas fees down like all the time, no matter what. It will be interesting to see what happens if, um, as more and more projects start to, like speaking of gas, more and more projects start to get on Poly um, and start using it. I'm going to be interested to see how how they can actually manage to do that. Um, so hopefully they've got some exciting magic up their sleeves for for us because that's the last thing we need is another Ethereum issue well, with Light. Well, I mean, yeah, like the we. I don't really think Polygon's going to have a gas fee, like a gas war. They'll have one, but not like Ethereum. So, in when I say a gas war, it might go from like 0. 0.001 um, matic to like 0. 0.1 matic, you know, and as like the fee as it increases with the adoption. But I don't think we're going to see it to where you know a fee is fifty, eighty dollars. It, it might be fifty, sixty cents, you know, eighty cents a dollar. But I don't think it's going to move up into that hundreds of dollars category. Well, actually, there was a game that kind of like, you know, I think it was like disrupting about 68% of like the whole market itself. Uh, it was a game that came out, can't remember the name of it, but like the gas fee went up to like 20 bucks, but it's actually still cheaper than Ethereum transactions. And the best the best part too about the Ethereum transactions uh, lately, I don't know if you guys have been noticing, but gas has been extremely low for the past week. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I'm thinking right now there's this guppy I really want to buy. It looks like a red Nick Fury with gold chains. Uh, guppy number 4193. I'm thinking about going buying it now when the gas fees are so low. Oh, yeah? What's the price of that guppy? Uh, 0 0.169. Ooh, nice. Oh, just go buy it. Go do it right now. Bye 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 bye. Uh, I only have zero point eleven ETH in the wallet right now, so I'm gonna have to transfer some from Binance. Just just call your mom, tell her it's your birthday. <laughs> if she's old enough, you would have forgotten it's not your birthday. <laughs> and tell her that you need your birthday money this year in Ethereum. It was uh, my birthday was actually like two weeks ago. Yeah, oh, right. you ago. just turned eighteen, eh? Right. Wait, what did you say? I. You just turned eighteen, didn't you? Eighteen? <laughs> Where did they come from? Wait. Right, you, he's an adult now. <laughs> I'm twenty-three now. Oh, that's close I, enough. Yeah, that sounds a lot like eighteen. Dude, <laughs> you're hey. just jealous that I'm so cute. Hey, Cody, we got we got a lot of feedback from you. Uh, the echo, thanks, man. Um, I think with uh, with the gas fees and stuff, although. If it's still sub one dollar for like trading and buying and those use cases, that's fine. I think if you're doing tens of thousands of calls to it or transactions on it a day, having it go up from like point zero one or yeah, point zero one to point one or anything, that's gonna have a big impact on on your bottom line costs, especially especially if you're using a game for it. Because it's just increased your potentially your server costs there by well yes it's ten x them um, so it'll be interesting to see what they can do to keep it to keep it low because then you've got also I guess other ones like Immutable X which supposedly have no gas fees um, yeah it'll just be interesting to see what what they can actually do there. Is that Immutable well, X? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the immutable blockchain. I mean, they they've got. Uh, it's not something I've used much, but I mean, even that is right now cheaper than Ethereum. I, I think it's something that, as adoption increases, of course, gas fees are going to go up. It's going to increase the load on the blockchain, but, but that's where I get into. I don't think the gas wars are going to be like with Ethereum. And you said you know twenty dollars for something with that game. And if that's on the highest end, that's like when gas on Ethereum is like a jumps to a thousand and you're trying to buy an NFT, you know, and I would much rather spend an extra 20 bucks 
than than throw down a thousand dollars in gas. Well, here's a here's a really cool thing too is that like uh, as soon as Untamed Dollars gets out, we have our NFT marketplace on the Polygon network. Um, it's going to be uh, quite a lot of hopefully. Well, actually, you know, not even hopefully, but I think I'm I'm pretty certain that the volume is going to go off pretty high. So I mean, even our game might get us to like twenty dollars per transaction based on like the the volume of all these NFTs being traded from like one wallet to another or to the marketplace being bought, sold, traded, all those, all those good things. Yeah. With, um, I don't question if, if you could buy, cause I, I actually saw this on Twitter earlier this morning, but if you could buy NFT insurance that would cover you for like theft or loss, would you guys do it? NFT insurance? Yeah. I, uh, I gotta tell you, I like, just, then this is maybe not going to be a popular opinion between you guys or anyone else. Insurance is a scam. Um, I think the moment you add insurance, prices go up specifically because there is insurance to cover that going up, like that increase in prices. Also, I think that uh, it would be hard to prove that you know someone stole your wallet and not that you actually just sent them away on purpose. So... I mean, I know you could find some uh, code that you accepted with your wallet, but you can also have done that on purpose. So, yeah, mm. I do think that insurances would have a hard time when it comes to the NFT space. Or, uh, yeah, or how, how did you imagine this insurance working? Oh, no, I mean, I don't have any idea around how it would actually work or if it's feasible, but... It was more just a question with with some of these, you know, some of these projects and some of these NFTs being worth, you know, six, seven, or five, six, seven figures. It was more a question of would you, you know, if you've got a, a what do you call it, a board eight worth a few hundred grand, would you pay you know, a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks a year to ensure it that if something happened to it or your wallet got compromised that, you would get the agreed upon value back. And, and that's really kind of what I mean, like whether it's to cover, you know, insurance to cover gas fees or insurance to cover the loss of an NFT. I think that's when you get into like people, oh no, my, you know, almost like what Greg Gifford's saying, like, oh no, my wallet was compromised, bummer. And then you transferred it to a wallet of your own. So you get into like insurance scams at that point. And like, so it's, it's how much do we trust humans I think with insurance, um, well, cause I think well, it's a great idea. If your board ape is worth 200 grand and you insure it so that if it gets like, it's an asset, right. Um, I love the idea. It's just the though, implementation. Of it. Cause you can't, I guess because it's all on the blockchain, you can't, even if you sent it off to your own wallet, it's not like you would be able to, uh, I guess you could sell it and then put that ETH through a certain site <laughs> to, to obfuscate where it came from. But um, I'm just wondering if it would make it even harder to do fraud because everything, like if you're an insurance, obviously if you're an insurance company, you've got agents and people that look into the stuff, but if it's all there on the blockchain and they can see everything, would that almost make their job easier to, to detect, you know, people trying to scam them and rip them off? I mean, what about their IP addresses? Oh, you got VPNs then for for that? Yeah, I know we got VPN addresses for that. Yeah, sure. you could use a VPN to get around an IP, uh, you know, recorder. You could. And that's the thing is that if in order for something like that to work, I really would see that addresses would become less and less anonymous. So like, you would have to know all the wallets I own. So you could confirm that I didn't steal my own NFT. And and that I'm trying to commit some sort of NFT insurance fraud, you know. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, I can see it. I mean, I think Coinbase is a Coinbase already has a form of it already. Um, same as I know, there's. I think most of the main, like in terms of crypto, most of the main exchanges have an option with like the pro accounts or upgrades to to ensure your wallets um i mean those are the 
the wallets you you have through their platform but i can see that definitely starting to crop up with more mainstream people coming in um i think as it shifts more more away as it, as it shifts away from you know just people buying them for exorbitant figures um to i think more mainstream regular buying i can definitely see this being potentially like another massive industry just like every other <laughs> insurance industry and i'm the same as you Katie. like i think it's you see it with like how well, i mean i see it in what's happening or what happens with healthcare in the states and hearing stories over there and we don't have the same issues here in nz but um eventually the cost gets baked in somewhere and you just end up being charged more for right like i almost see it as a way that this is all conjecture in my part you never know until it happens what will actually happen but i almost see it as an opportunity then to actually increase the price of an nft at at mint because well you can get insurance on it so now it's okay if you pay a mint price of 20 grand because you can also then buy the insurance and so you know you'll be covered if something happens and it's insurance is an interesting topic for me because it does it it almost creates a circle of self-sustaining need you know like you need a car but you need car insurance so you pay a little bit more for car repairs but it's okay because the insurance gets charged for it like it, it's an interesting subject that we'd have to see how it was implemented to really to really have too much opinion on it you know Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, and it leads back to it'd be easier if they had a list of all your accounts and all your wallets, and you know you weren't anonymous with that. But I guess that's probably why things. And if you haven't seen that, it's probably why things kicked off a bit with uh, Board Ape and their, their their tweet they put out a few days ago, um, just around. Something they'd been working on that had little to no information about it, um, but then also required you to basically tell them everything about you and verify yourself and your wallet address and your actual address and a driver's license. And there was, um, yeah, it was a really strange, strange angle for them to take with, I guess everything that they have kind of done and they stand for and what I guess web three as a whole stands for. Um, they, they were definitely getting a lot of hate on Twitter about yeah. that. I mean, I can't understand why though. I mean, they, they themselves kept their identity secrets for so long and then out of nowhere, they <laughs> come out and tell people, Hey, yo, come here, give your identities to this KYC company so they can sell the information. Well, it's kind of like, I don't know, I find it hypocritical of them. Not, not, not to be that guy. Like, I like the project as a whole. And, uh, like, they, they are an amazing project. They are a leader in the project. Just this situation, it's not a good look for them. Right. Well, I mean, that kind of goes against the whole, like, this was my comment before we actually started recording is, as regulations come into play, you might see a push for crypto to become less decentralized, less anonymous, and more, um, more intimate with the user and more centralized. Mm -hmm. And that almost that, that goes right against everything that it was made to do. But that, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Because if the world wants it to go that way, if we want to use it as a world, worldwide currency, um that kind of replaces fiat some concessions have to be made that doesn't mean that we're all going to be excited about those concessions right but some concessions will have to be made and and maybe this is the first step in that direction for some sort of hybrid model where you're only half like docs to your insurance company and it's just to them you know whether or not they sell that information you know that's something you work out as we go but it's it's kind of counterintuitive to the whole reason cryptos come about. Yeah. Now, once everything kind of gets starts to get centralized, they're going to start asking us about our social security numbers. 
just to go ahead and have some access to like whatever information that we are holding that they do not know, but they can easily just look us up with our social security cards. Yeah, it was, it was definitely super intrusive. And I think the fact that, it, like you're saying, they can, the company that was doing the KYC could then go and sell your information or market to you through that. Um, it definitely wasn't very synonymous with, I guess, what they were originally, well, what I bought Ape and what a lot of people in the space were trying to create. Um, and then you don't even know what you're, you're signing up for. That's the other thing. Like, sure, it's coming from them. So I'm, I'm sure it'll be a interesting project or whatever they're trying to do. But I think when you're when you're wanting to be that intrusive um, with KYC, then you kind of need to give them give people a bit more context than just a just a link with nothing. You see, which is kind of concerning too, because like, yeah, if they have your information, they can do so much with your information. They can uh, sell it to other people behind your back and you won't even know who's the one who sold your information. And then the worst part right. is also, there will, uh, another bad thing that can possibly happen too is like, you know, what if they, what if you have something that they want, but the thing is in order for them to get that from you, they can literally like blackmail you that they take your information and throw on you with your own information and saying like, Hey, yeah, if you don't yeah. give me this much and stuff like that, I can go ahead and easily take all your information and put it out to the public. I mean, that is, that is the, you know, thinking about it in a, and I don't want to use the word paranoid, but that's not actually a, a logical thing to think because, um, until you know, regulations are made because certain companies do certain things a certain way and get caught. But even even the selling of our information to other people, then you're getting into no longer the values that crypto had. So like IOTX, um, you know, Internet of Things, you get into the coin app that where you volunteer your data and they pay you in their native token. Yeah. And and you actually are compensated for the data that you are giving to these companies to use for whatever reason. And that's so the idea of them selling your information and not letting you profit. Well, at that point, you might as well just stay on Facebook. You might as well just stay on Twitter. You might as well not use it at all because it's nothing different from the normal model. And you're still not going to be profiting. You're still not going to be getting a cut of your data. And right now, data is one of the most, I mean, that is kind of a currency now, you know, our, our user data. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's worrying, but I guess that's the thing. It's it's only probably going to keep going down that route of um more and more, more and more projects and more and more. I guess mainstream. Uh, I think it's it's definitely around the partnership with these these projects and I guess more mainstream uh businesses and and all of this stuff um because obviously they've got requirements in the traditional world that perhaps these projects don't have um so when you get these partnerships and these crossovers that that start to happen it, it's i think it's just natural that they start to require more and more i saw one of the replies to it though said um was something like our oh, board eight like uh irs partnership confirmed or something and i was like oh no just imagine them like oh we can sell your data and the government like okay sweet we'll buy it like we'll take all these people's wallets and addresses and driver's licenses and thanks for doing our job for us we'll just give them a token to to say thanks for signing up <laughs> You see, you see, the thing is, that the whole the whole thing about decentralized stuff was the beginning was to go ahead and be anonymous with your own, like literally have your own bank account. Everything that you own is yours. Everything yeah, part of that blockchain is yours, right? Exactly where it's supposed to be. And then uh, I, for one, kind of don't like decentralized purposes. I do like the decentralized purposes for numerous of reasons. Uh, you know, there's both pros and cons for both each de uh, decentralized and centralized purposes, but for the most part, uh, being able to have full control of something that you want to go ahead and, and, and put value into something that has value is a lot more purposeful than actually being part of the centralized 
mumbo jumbo stuff, in my opinion. Well, you guys, that's why I think, and then I go back to it, we're going to see a hybrid. We're going to see a hybrid of centralized and decentralized regulations that if this is adopted as currency in New Zealand and Sweden and the U.S., you know, in, in our respective countries, something that you use, something you get paid in now, then the unfortunate part of this statement is that taxes aren't that great, but in order to maintain civilization at a standard of living that we accept as comfortable, taxes are required to an extent. Now, I'm not going to get into whether or not I think they're overreaching or not, but taxes, to a certain extent, are required to keep things going in a country as they need to be. So that hybrid model is going to have to account for the tax evasion, right? Money laundering, things like that, while also maintaining some sort of anonymity. Um, try and say that word again. An- anonymity? The anonymity? Um, anyway, so, so it's going to have to... It's going to be something new. It's going to turn into something new. The same way the internet turned into this kind of hybrid of, you know, sharing information. And then we got Web2 now, you know, where we can be advertised to and watch videos and do all this cool stuff. But also there's still that that idea of sharing data, sharing information, sharing research, you know, doing blogging and forums, but then also Netflix, right? So there's going to be... This is setting up a foundation for something. It's just whether or not it's done responsibly. Um, you could get into all sorts of things with that, but really, if we're going to be taxing this stuff because it is now the standard and replaces fiat, you know, insurance, all that kind of stuff comes into play to join that hybrid model so that it is done legally and it's done successfully. And you're still the conservator of your money but you also still contribute to society in a reasonable quantity of that money. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so should we move on to other news? Cause I'm curious, have you guys heard about sketchers and what they're doing? Sketchers? What are sketchers doing? I, I've heard of sketchers. I wear them, but what are they doing? Wait, are they doing an NFT project? Wait, what did you say? Are they going to, are they doing an NFT project? Because, you know, the funny part was I was actually looking on Twitter and I actually did see like this face it was literally, okay. So it's literally a shoe with the, with the, with the, um, a shape of a face. So I'm like, okay, this has to be related to some shoe brand. So is that Skechers or, or, or are they doing that, something completely different? That's funny. It makes me think of those, um, those guppy shoes, uh, Kerwin that you've been working on. You know, to get them. And so instead of, uh, so you have a sketcher with a picture of your sketchers on it. So a shoe with a picture of a shoe on it. And, uh, <laughs> so a shoeception. <laughs> oh my God. No, uh, so honestly, I haven't looked into the details of this, but I did hear from a friend that Skechers is creating their own store in the metaverse and it's going to be equi- equivalent to i think it was five thousand feet of virtual land uh it's gonna be in the central land i think so i don't know i was curious if you guys had heard anything about that because that sounds I, kind of awesome you see i know I'm about adidas look into it now. yeah I, I know I'm about adidas. sorry richard go ahead no uh no i was gonna say like i know that adidas um are right next to cybercoms over in the um over in sandbox um, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Adidas is also in Decentraland, but uh, I think they... when, you, when you get into that, though, it really makes me think of just how we talked about. You know, we talked with Meta Comedy Club in our in our um, Discord the other day about how you know you buy your your NFT, it gets you into the events. I, I almost see. Have you guys heard of Stitch Fix, like the the clothing subscription box? No, actually, tell us a little bit about it. Okay, so I mean, it's just like any—it's just like a loot crate, right? You pay a subscription fee each month, and you give them your style, your sizes, what you like to wear, what you don't like to wear. Then they have someone pick all this stuff out. They send it to you. You send back what you don't want. You keep what you want, and they charge your card. And um, it's just like a loot crate, right? You you pay a subscription. They send you all these cool things. I'm seeing them for everything now: for hunting, for for video games, for clothing. 
for, for makeup even. Haley, uh, my wife was doing one for, for makeup where she would put in the same information. They'd send her a, a whole box, send back what you don't like and whatnot. So I really hope to see, and maybe this is what Skechers is doing because I want to look into this more, is where you pay for a Skechers NFT that gives you like a discount on shoes or it gives you the ability to have a certain number of pair of shoes per year or, you know, access to custom shoes, right? Like, so you could make your guppy gang shoe with this sketcher NFT because you've signed up for their membership. Um, I'm seeing these big companies could go that way with NFTs where they, they have you sign up, you know, we'll use uh, Burger King, get you a Burger King NFT. And that gives you like one free meal a week or something. So there, I'm just interested to see what they do with that. Cause that's a, a cool way to take with it is going from a residual or passive income in tokens to now a passive income in the form of their products and services on a subscription level. Oh, well, imagine that if you could buy like a, yeah, like a Burger King, NFT or a McDonald's NFT and then it would airdrop you a token to get like a free fries or a free burger every week. Oh, oh. that would be kind of cool. Exactly, right. Yeah. I mean, it, South Park makes yeah. fun of it with Denny's, I think, right? Where well, the Denny's NFT, you guys have seen that, I'm sure, um, if you watch South Park, where uh, they try to get people to buy, to buy <laughs> the Denny's NFTs. Super funny. And I think that's also one way to tell it's going mainstream. In my opinion, if South Park makes fun of you, you've made it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that's actually how we're words too. And then, you know, I know you're talking about restaurants too. So like, what if we just had like a guppy gang hut, you know what I'm saying? Guppy gang hut. And then if you own a guppy gang, you get like, uh, you know, during that week, you get like 20% off, like a $50 value. And, um, you know, then like maybe, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you're able to like join these special events where you, you know, you can literally throw a birthday party or something during that week. And if you have an NFT that uh, you can get these awesome uh, prizes and stuff. I mean, I mean, the possibilities are endless with NFTs. I mean, it's basically kind of like, you know, uh, you go to an event, you scan a QR code. We have QR codes basically for our NFTs since you're on a smart contract and it allows you to go ahead and be part of whatever, whatever the event is. So, I mean, there's <laughs> the possibilities of balance, man. Yeah, man. Well, but, what, uh, what uh, sorry, no, no, go ahead. You, I can say whatever I want to say later. Oh, no, I, I just, um, sorry for interrupting you all because I was just thinking that Meta Comedy Club got me thinking about the idea of, um, you know, they do Rockfest around here in the South. I don't know if that's something that moves throughout the country. Richard, if you know of Rockfest, probably. Um, I know, I know Vans Warp Tour, but not Rockfest. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Warp Tour, you know, so instead of buying a ticket every year, you buy your like season pass, you know, where it's an NFT that gives you either A, access to every venue that Warp Tour is going to be at that year. And if you wanted to follow through and follow along, because let's be honest, the world is going to a work from home kind of, and I hope it continues, but a work from home model where I can stay here for two weeks and visit family, but still work, but also not be tied down to an office. So I don't have to take vacation time and I still get to do what I want. So, you know, you follow your favorite band throughout the country while you're also working. And that NFT gives you access to either a, all the venues that year or an equal number of warp tours or, you know, the equal value. So instead of maybe 20 concerts that year, you get, access to the one in san francisco for the next five years and they make it at the the price where it works for them they do need to make a profit but subscription-based services for everything that we already use everything we already do events would be easier in my opinion than groceries shoes clothing mm -hmm. um but i mean even truck stops right we talked to that one project once they wanted to health truckers and and the um the the businesses that are moving yeah, the world an interesting one. yeah that's an interesting and, project too and, and i'm interested to see where that goes for them because what if you know like we were talking to him you, you get your nft you get your peter built nft you get free showers it loves on the way and then or it sheets depending on where your gas station is you know whatever the big one is in new zealand or, or sweden same idea 
Um, you get free showers or a free coffee every time you stop or like 10 cents off your gas, you know, little things that make the NFTs practical, worth it, and able to be mainstream. Because right now, and maybe you, you guys have noticed this, people, I think, don't understand that it's not just artwork. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, I mentioned. I remember mentioning when I was playing with some friends uh, that I worked for an NFT pro project, and oh, which one? Uh, <laughs> you do. Can you do NFTs? <laughs> this is good. You're, you're uh, part of a team. <laughs> no, no. So okay, I, I actually expressed myself wrong. Now, what I said was, dude, I wish uh, that the, I, these skins in Valorant were nfts and then he were all like dude what you mean what difference would it make if they were nfts and i was just sitting there I, well, the moment i tried to explain it, it was like you know you don't need to explain it i know what nfts are they, they're they're like these art projects and i'm like no they're, they're way more than art and he just didn't want to listen to me i was just oh come yeah. on man. well well i think i think that it's lack of understanding and, and that's fine because every new industry has a lack of understanding around it. When the internet first came out, I talked about it in one of our previous little huddles, right? Like um, it was uh, TerraVision, you know, they created the, the code and the, they kind of paved the way for Google Earth um, and we'll not get too much into that just in case that is an issue <laughs> for if anyone's listening. But they, they created something that paved the way for um you know gps and all this stuff services on the internet i think video games like you're saying is going to be the easiest way to get into it because we already do microtransactions for skins for you know packs um some games even though their audience hates it will make you pay for loot crates in the game yeah, but season passes as well yeah season passes you know and it's it's a sensitive topic for gamers because I already spent $70 on this game. Why do I need to now spend another 15 a month for the online service or et cetera, right? Why do I need to spend now to get this skin? How come I have to play for a thousand hours? But if you pay a hundred dollars, you can bypass that thousand hours of play. So we're already doing it with video games. It's just now putting it in a model that benefits the player. And, and so I think that's the easiest space to start it in, but that's where you get to move into these other services. Like events would be easier, like I said, than, than products at the beginning, but video games before that, because if I could sell you my sword of a thousand truths in World of Warcraft, and there's only like 10 or 15 of them, so it's super rare, there's some unique part, right? Uh, gamers love to have that unique character asset, but then also... You could profit from it. So games, I think, are going to be the easiest way to get it mainstream. Right. I mean, th there's already people that's uh, selling their items under the table in World of Warcraft. Isn't it like items going for hundreds of, of thousands of dollars there? Well, that's how my first account got banned. I wasn't even selling anything. My account got hacked and someone sold my account. And then I got an email saying that I could no longer play under that address anymore because I had broken their terms of service, <laughs> you know, for, for, <laughs> for selling items. And um, it's a shame, but people are already doing it. And if we could create a way to relieve anxiety to gamers to where you could really profit from your time spent and you don't have to be worried now about also being banned from your favorite game if you get caught. Um, that's a big deal to me because I don't know about you guys. I play games like crazy. I've spent um, there's a game called Spore. I don't know if you heard of it, where you yeah, create yeah. your own little creatures. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. Uh, Maxis shut down the servers. I think EA shut down the Maxis servers for it, so you can't play online anymore. But the ability, you know, I'm playing that actually while I'm here visiting family, and I'm thinking, how cool would it be for, for you, Kerwin, to create this creature that you got special parts for that maybe you found through grinding or whatever? you sell me this creature and then I can either use it or part it out and use those limbs, you know? So the same kind of um, like the same idea with untamed Isles. you know how they're like custom monsters because of the limb combinations and it, the, the ability to profit from that seems 
like a no brainer because then you don't have to risk being banned from your favorite games. So they get to keep their audience as well. I think that's the thing. And it seems weird that so many people in the gaming community are, are anti NFTs and think it's all, you know, I think it's all a scam and stuff when like the application you've got there with skins is a prime one. Like the, I'd hate to think the amount I've spent on, oh, what have we got here? Overwatch, Apex, uh, Warzone, uh, Battlefront 2, I think. Those are probably like the four that come to mind. How much was spent on that? That basically those assets are all locked in that game. And then if they, like I can't sell them, I can't do anything with them. And then if they decide to bring out a new game or like you're saying, shut down servers or any reason that meant I couldn't actually, or I just stopped playing the game as well. It's just, it seems so foreign that people would be against actually being able to own those those cosmetics and those skins and being able to sell them. Like if I could go jump now into Apex and basically say, oh, I'm, I'm ready to get out of this game and cash out of it. So I'm just going to go and sell all my skins to some new player for like, I don't know, even 10 cents on the dollar that you you purchase them for. It would still benefit me a lot because I'm not going to play it again. Mm-hmm. And this new person is able to buy them at a super discounted rate. So like it's it's, it's definitely like a win-win, but it's just, yeah, so, pe- yeah. people are so anti it's, about it. It's, it's weird. It's, um, yeah, no, but it's a topic the, I've talked about a long time, like a lot, <laughs> because I play a game called Solaris. That's... I spend a lot on video games, but Stellaris, I have spent, I kid you not, 900 to to $1,000 on just that game for, for new races, classes, new star systems, new ships, new skins that, that are unique and make my experience a little bit different. And, and so being able to cash out, like, I don't play it very much anymore. And if I could cash out Kerwin for 10 cents, even on the dollar and get 150, 200 bucks back of what I've spent, um, kind of get paid for the work I put into it and then allow a new person to get everything that I bought for all that money for a little bit cheaper, the game companies could actually capture new players and a new audience on that model also. Yeah, and let me say something about Overwatch now that we brought that up. So, uh, for the the perfect example is that um, it, <laughs> so when you go when you go on ahead, uh, there's a skin back in 2016 where it's called the Pink Mercy. Um, so whenever people will go ahead and buy that skin, they would go ahead and put uh, they will contribute to the Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and that was during October, uh, 2016. So a lot of people have that skin. So the thing is too is that they they can't do anything with that skin except for wear it. Um, but then the only way they can go ahead and make a profit out of it is if they were to go ahead and sell their account that has that skin already on it. But that's it. You're not going to be able to go ahead and, and do any more with it. So you're you're basically sacrificing your account. You're sacrificing all your stats. You're sacrificing the money that you spent on that skin. I mean, you're going to get some money back because you're selling your account, but you're not you, you make a little tiny profit. But that's that's the end of it. You're not going to have any more profits. But with, with nfts and what you're able to do with this and especially being on the marketplace itself there is so much that you can go ahead and and buy and sell and trade with other participants in that in that space and you can receive profits you can make profits you could you could put your time into something that you um that you really like to go ahead and play and you and you get so much satisfaction out of it because you're being rewarded for it uh you actually your your time your time and and uh, energy is being put into something that's productive and positive at the same time so with with uh, untamed isles and guppy gang is it's more of like you know we're allowing you know these these gamers to go ahead and start off with the game with just being the game itself and then later on down the line you know they're going to go ahead and be like hey how did you get that skin oh i bought that off the nft marketplace and then they're going to start you know it's it's more of like getting that comfortable environment for gamers to go ahead and proceed coming over to the space and it is our job and our responsibility as a as a community as a team to make sure that they are receiving the proper knowledge and education to to continue and wondering how uh they can receive these things and start working on it so 
there's there's a lot of room for growth there's a lot of room for like um, adjustments and and upgrades and everything in between so that's the beauty of it so but yes yeah, so i was just kind of going on a tangent because if it's overwatch i gotta say something about it <laughs> so yeah no, i know that's your, that's your favorite and like my last opinion really on the thing because like i said we could probably talk for days about the pros and cons because there is going to be a negative part we can't gloss over that there'll be negatives to it and and hopefully when those negatives arise we we find unique solutions to keep things fair. But my, my biggest, um, the biggest appeal to this type of earning, whether it's through video games or through um, subscription-based services, is that the world is becoming more and more autonomous. You know, there are certain jobs that AI and machines will never be able to replace, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen for a majority of work, which means all of us are going to have to find new ways to earn an income if things still cost money. I, I don't think it's ever going to be that everything is free because machines make it. There's still going to be a cost to stuff. So well, if anything, it, from all the sci-fi movies and TV shows and everything, we've seen it's probably going to, it's either going to go two ways and be things become more affordable um, and we've got more spare time or things become more expensive and there's like these super tiered class systems and stuff so i'm, ho I'm hoping right. for the former but <laughs> from from yeah, all the, sure. the shows of satan I'm hoping for more of a utopia situation too kerwin um because there's that I'll tv show on what is it the one on netflix oh have you seen altered carbon at all not yet. That's on my list. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I won't go into it then because it's, it's okay. a great show, but it's basically what happens there is that it, it turns into the latter and that basically the because of science and tech and stuff, um, there's the super wealthy and then there's, there's the rest of us. Kind of like the, have you seen the movie Elys Elysium with uh, Matt yes. Damon? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So similar, similar oh, wow. vibes yeah. to that, where we're all stuck on Earth, scavenging and you know doing manual labor and repairing well, robots I, and stuff. And I, I'd like to stress this is just my opinion because I, like I said about like war stuff, for instance, there's always more going on than you realize. But to me, in my opinion, I've seen we're going towards that autonomy, but we're not finding ways to keep ourselves taken care of in the meantime so like you're saying that latter version is from my viewpoint that i've seen in the world so far is where we're going it's not going to where we all are more um more free time but we also are a little more wealthy and we also have a little bit more all all around is where i hope it goes but it doesn't seem to be and so how do you provide a way for society to survive when it's no longer required for society to do anything that allows them to make a living. And that's where like, if we're all sitting around playing video games because everything is done by computer and by robot, um, but we can make money playing those video games. And so it covers the cost of things in the real world. I, I don't think anything's ever going to be free, but if we have a, a fun way now to, use our free time to make that money instead of working in this model that we do where you work all day, every day until you're, until you're too old to even travel anymore. So that goes into the second model you're talking about Kerwin, which I hope doesn't happen. And if it does, I'm sure maybe we won't be around anymore. That might be a few generations ahead, but we have to find unique ways to keep society um, thriving even when there's no work for the society to do anymore because they've replaced themselves. Yeah, uh, though I think we might be going a bit too far ahead of ourselves. I think that society is uh, a, a long way to... There's a long way to go before we really get there. Uh, so something I would like to mention, though, because I've tried to mention this multiple times, um, there's a few things, actually. Uh, but let's start with this one. Uh, that's the you... thing we hear after almost every end of the meeting. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> You've got 10 minutes. <laughs> you got ten, yep, you got 10 minutes, Gifford. 
Yeah, guys. Okay, first, before I start that, I want to tell, uh, explain this to everyone in the community listening. All right. So the reason they said that is because every time in the meeting, I'm the one who comes up with all these new things we gotta talk about. I can't help it. It just means that I'm I'm a genius. I know what we gotta yeah, do. Before you guys realize it. Eh? We're making Giffords and business cards, and his title is uh, officially. Hey, wait, one more thing. Yeah, hey, wait, one more thing, and then in the end, too, he just has a little disclaimer that says he's a financial advisor. Oh, my Lord. No, I'm oh, not yeah. a financial advisor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember that. No, okay, no, okay, so for real, though, you mentioned before that Adidas uh, bought land right beside Cybercons. Yes. Well, I mean, I think that's great news for our team, isn't it? Or at least anyone who's... Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, oh, because we... we are partner with CyberCons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're, we're neighbors. We're basically neighbors. Because remember, we do have a spot in the in the uh, CyberCons sandbox area. Oh, was... thank God. Yeah. So... Oh, thank God. I, I, the moment I said that, I just started thinking, wait, wait, wait. Have we released that information yet? So, so you're saying we can, we can, uh, here's a cool vision, right? You go into the CyberCon sandbox area, you go to the Guppy Gang area, you, you talk to your Guppy Gang representative and you get your NFT voucher to go next door to the Adidas sandbox area and get yep. your custom Adidas Guppy shoes. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's going to be so awesome. By the way, yeah. Gifford, we did talk about, so this was about like two months ago, if I'm not mistaken, we did talk about like how CyberCons did give us a spot in the sandbox. Um, and we we're going to have like a guppy, a guppy hut. Uh, basically, guppies are going to be serving these little beverages. And I mean, at one point, even the community was asking like, what type of beverages we're going to be giving? And I said, <laughs> well, uh, we could do like guppy, guppy teenies. We do uh, guppy on the rocks, you know, um, uh, yeah, Gupka, you know, like Santa Vodka, Gupka. So, I mean, you know, just the uh, possibilities are endless. But yeah, no, continue, please. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. But yeah, exactly. No. So, my mind was, was just like, how awesome would it be when uh, people from our little Guppy hut inside of Cybercons be all like, hey, I gotta go get myself some Adidas. Then they can just go over there and be like, hi, Adidas. How y'all doing? Give me some shoes, please. Yeah, they'll send them your information and just ship you a brand new like pair of like guppy Adidas. Oh my right. God. So if Ashish is listening, this is where we want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, for real though, like I love Adidas. Since I was a kid, I wore Adidas. Yeah, uh, so have I. I mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, though I bought man. them from Nike the secondary market. Yeah. See, I, I also like Vans as well. Like Vans off the wall. Those shoes are so great. I've been using Vans uh, since I've been like a skater for like 13 years. I've always used Vans. Vans have like the best like grip for like my skateboards. I love it. Uh, there's that and there's, um, I do, uh, yeah, Adidas, Vans, and uh, God, what's the name of the other brand? Um, Crocs. No. Oh my God. No. <laughs> are, you, are you trying to dislocate my ankles? Are you trying to like have my toes severed? Well, hey, Kerwin, if you, can, if you can speak anything about it, like I've seen you over the last uh, month or two, you know, you've posted some pictures of ideas for, was it Nikes that those were? For the, for the uh, yeah, let's, custom guppy uh, thing? Let's, we don't let's, have to talk we'll, about it. I was just curious if it was Nikes. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for a future announcement. We'll, we'll edit that out. All right. Yeah. All right. So Cut we're going to edit out. this part. Yeah. Gonna edit no, this no, part we'll, we'll, we'll keep it in, but. Something's coming. <laughs> wait, wait, what did I just miss? What did I just miss? What, what teaser did oh, you just... Everything. everything. No, no, no teaser. We'll just... Cody, uh, Cody we'll what did you say? For, we'll save it for offline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll offline. Offline. yeah don't right, worry no. about it. It's not... It's okay, not, yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. mind if we don't talk about it. I just wasn't sure if that's something we had even... Um, and since this is being recorded and we can edit it, that's fine. I just wasn't something if that's something that we had talked about even with the community or if that was an internal thing and no, then also no. the spirits i couldn't see the the logo so i just was wondering if those were nikes so but if they are um that's kind of what i'm talking about with the adidas you know yeah i mean it'd be it'd be crazy to be able to buy just jump on i mean it's, it's the same as being on a website i guess but if you if you're rocking around then some metaverse anyway and you want to pick up a pair of shoes then 
that'd be awesome. And then because you've signed the KYC and they can check your social security number, they even know your shoe size. So you don't even need to worry about putting it in. It's perfect. It's a genius move. Eh? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so damn. Yeah, no. Uh, now I forgot what the other thing I wanted to say was. Damn it, Richard. I blame you for this. Wait, why? Why do you blame me? Because I want to blame somebody and I can't blame myself. Then I just look more stupid. So I blame you. That's funnier. That's wow. the golden rule. Find a scapegoat. Yeah, right. you know what? Like the kid turns 18 and he's already gone ahead and not being a responsible <laughs> adult. Dude, I'm 23. 23. Hey, so, so and maybe maybe this topic is cool for the for the podcast because I am curious with you guys, um, the three of you here. So remember earlier before we started recording, I talked about how the NATO who was calling on centralized exchanges to ban, block, and suspend the accounts of Russian of Russian people, not even the oligarchs, not the governmental people, but everyone who is Russian having their accounts frozen. They can no longer sell. They can just view. Um, and, and that's what got me thinking there, you know, into the whole hybrid model of centralized, decentralized. But someone posed this thought experiment to me the other day of um, if, if cryptocurrency can be used anonymously, that means it can be used for atrocities and bad things, also good things, but it can be used for anything at that point. And then does that change your mind on the topic of anonymity in crypto? If it can be used for everything, good and bad, does that change your mind on how you feel about it being used? No, it does not. Because in the end, you can do the same with fiat currency if you have it in cash. There's also like a lot of strategies that people are using with offshore accounts. Uh, of course, offshore accounts you can trace, but still you have the fiat, uh, which you can't trace. And when it comes to the blockchain, if you have someone you suspect, uh, there is uh, sooner or later they have to take out the money and then you can trace it through when they took out the money. It's the same as, uh, I mean, it's, if anything, I think that would be easier to trace than fiat currencies themselves. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think all the same points that Gifford brought up. There's already mechanisms and stuff that people can use currently with the the current system. That I mean, <clears throat> all it does is remove the the powder. I think be able to stop things and and ban things from from governments and banks. Which I mean, you you like you said, there's there's obviously use cases for the stuff where it's, you know, it's it's bad and um, I guess it's financing bad things. But then there's also a lot of good use cases where, you know, one, one thing I did read was people thinking that if you're trying to, you know, flee a country or um, get away from stuff that's happening like like over there at the moment then with crypto and with um you know wallets and that you could take if, if you had all of your or a majority of your money in crypto the only thing you'd need to be able to access that is your secret phrase so the fact that you could leave a country and go to another country if you've got access to the internet and that secret phrase then Basically, you've got access to all of your money. You don't have to worry about trying to line up at a bank to withdraw cash because more than likely at that point, they're frozen withdrawals, which is what normally happens. You don't have to worry about transporting this money because it's just words in your head. Like There was just such a crazy way to look at what, well, I guess how far things have come now that you you'd, essentially it's it's taken away all the all the risk of having to, I guess, keep your money somewhere or and then transfer that money or transport it. Um, unless you forgot your secret phrase and then, well, bye-bye. Right. I guess, I guess this is reminding everyone, write your seed phrase down, put it somewhere safe. 
<laughs> yeah, Gifford told me to send mine to him, and he was going to look oh, after great. it. So. Yeah, awesome. like I, 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 I have his seed phrase. Yeah, I, I have Curve's seed phrase right here. I'm just waiting for him to earn some more money before I take it all. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's an interesting opinion on it, guys. And the, the reason I ask is that, um, is that this is a new thing, right? It's it's something that these types of topics are going to influence regulation, and unfortunately, sometimes the people creating the regulations on these things have no or little to no understanding of what actually is going on with this new technology, and so yeah. uh, that's almost um, something that. You're right. Like with fiat, you can still like at that point, why don't we ban the dollar? <laughs> you know, because you can still do that <laughs> with a dollar. And, and so that, that's a really good point. Yeah. It makes chickens uh, and oh, corn and, and all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, though there is one thing I want to correct myself on because I just realized the flaw in what I just said. Um, if uh, crypto is supposed to be its own currency, meaning that you won't need to take it out for dollar in the future, then there's going to be harder to trace uh, who's you doing what since you won't actually take it out when it's through a centralized centralized source so i do realize now that it might be actually hard to trace it but then we come back to the fact if you compare it to the dollar there is actually something called a black market people are using the dollar to do illegal activity all the time without being able to be traced so i still stand by the fact that i would not let this change because the fact that we now is going to have our own control over the money instead of letting banks and other centralized places like them have control over the money. I just feel way safer knowing that this is my money and I have the full control over it. Right. And, and you know, smart contracts, cryptocurrency, all that stuff is, it's still developing. And, and there's no reason why someone couldn't develop a way to, you know, we get into VPNs with this, sure, but basically keep track of the IP addresses that are interacting with the contract and then inside the contract have a list of countries and tax rates. And the smart contract literally automatically pays your taxes for you when you make the transaction. Oh, that so would, like, I would love that. Like, whatever, whatever it is. And, and with me not having a super technical understanding of it, Maybe someone's going to hear that and go, that's not possible. But that's just a thought, right? Like, what if for the U.S., for instance, they could see that uh, even though I'm using a VPN, they could still see that I'm here in Oklahoma. And then they could say Oklahoma's tax rate is this much on what you've done. And so you get your transaction. It's all done for you. And even your taxes are then tracked on the blockchain and paid automatically when interacting with each contract. Uh, that can be good or bad. But I, with the with the intelligent people designing these things, I could, I could see something like that coming around also to take care of any shady or um, apprehensive actions, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know what, Cody? I might actually steal that idea from you in the future when I get rich on my guppies or through the GTT. That's fine. I'm gonna get... <laughs> That's fine. Hey, man, if it's an idea that helps influence the positive progression of society you could have it i won't copyright it you can awesome, tip him some gtt uh, on the discord then yep. <laughs> yeah just, just low-key pay me on the side yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm okay with gtt so thanks i think you uh, give cody thing. like 10 percent. give cody like 10 percent. and hey just being mindful gifford in the chat um i know you said you had to leave soon so i'm keeping in my, that in mind i'm gonna try and wrap up some of my opinions uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I'm gonna leave one, one directly after I st said the statement, but you guys can still continue. Uh, I just wanted to state, you know, the cent you know how we talk about decentralization and protecting identity. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I might rem remember this wrongly. But wasn't the purpose behind this decentralization not to protect identity in the beginning, but rather to keep an open source, so that places like, or at least for Ethereum's case so that banks can't uh, keep the, what they're doing on the a secret and maybe so that the government actually are fully decentralized with their actions and how they're moving the money so that now it's going to be harder to, for them to embezzle the money. So do, do you I... mean 
totally in theory here, uh, a bank like Wells Fargo opening up a bunch of fraudulent accounts for their members, which totally hypothetical here. Oh, like that's the right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but exactly, you get the point. Like, right, right, how, like how I mentioned offshore accounts before. The point behind Ethereum is to make sure that even with offshore accounts, you cannot. It's going to be way harder at least to, you know, actually do something like that where you launder dirty money because now everything's going to be open source and everyone's going to be able to see what you're doing through the blockchain so there's no way for people to actually do tax fraud you know interesting you've still got got sites that can I guess accomplish that certain sites that I won't mention but there are I think still ways to do it but I think the fact now that you can like me or you like any one of us could look at a wallet and say, hey, like, if there was something we were looking into and say, okay, that was sent there, that was sent there, like, we could do it without having to have any financial knowledge or, you know, having to understand complex financial documents and accounting and stuff, as I think a lot of these, uh, like, with offshore accounts and that, you've got to have some understanding of that, whereas... For this, it's basically you just follow the the trail of addresses. Exactly. Yeah, and also, uh, even if uh, if we're talking about like bigger projects like the government, if the government out of nowhere started to use tornado swap, I think people people would realize, all right, something shady is going on here, and I ain't it. Or <laughs> like so, something yeah, like that. I, so I think we, this is a great way to keep everyone accountable. So even um the fact that like you can find legal ways to make it legal for your for your dirty money to be taxed. Like you can find legal ways to do it. Doesn't mean the actions are not still illegal, but I, I think that it's gonna increase accountability once we go to a fully blockchain based currency system um because of what you're saying Kerwin. because even i could go on and and even if i might not know exactly what the transactions were for i can still track um you know department of defense's blockchain spending <laughs> and it's it's an interesting <laughs> idea of holding people accountable that are in power for the spending that they're doing with the money that we've given them uh, but i think that's a whole like two hour long rant for a different podcast yeah yeah so i think um i think this has been a pretty good podcast so far and we're low past an hour right now um <clears throat> uh, so, my, my train goes in a minute so i'm sorry i i, I really gotta run it out uh, yeah no there's a good time this is a good time to go ahead and end the podcast now so um but yeah uh everybody who has listened to this podcast thanks for joining us for this podcast and guys thanks for the amazing feedbacks and awesome conversations we all have together awesome have a nice day guys bye-bye thanks guys yeah appreciate your brains i'll talk to you later all right